Look, this episode will contain facts. It will be absent of spin, and it will have hard-hitting truth that's probably going to be offensive to some. Listener, be advised, as no one is safe. Episode 5 of Not What You've Heard. I'm your host, Corey Milliken, and today is July 19th, 2020. In this episode, we'll use the first half of the show to take a look at strictly the facts of how COVID-19 has impacted two red states and two blue states, and in particular, how their management of outbreaks within nursing homes have impacted their larger case and ultimately their death load in their states. As always, my promise to you is I will give you the facts first and follow them with my opinion. So in the second half, if you feel so inclined to stick around, I'll share my opinion on all of this. But again, I will always give you the option that mainstream media does not. You can come for the facts and you can walk out the door before the spin starts. So let's jump into the data. We're going to examine four states in particular, New York, Michigan, Florida, and Arizona. This will kind of serve as a contrast between red and blue state uh, COVID-19 impact and how each state's handling of nursing home outbreaks may have contributed to their COVID-19 numbers today. Now, let's start with blue states of New York and Michigan. New York confirmed its first case on February 29th, and Michigan confirmed its first case on March 12th. As I'm recording this on July 19th, uh, New York currently has 410,000 cases with 32,147 deaths, and Michigan has 80,759 cases and 6,358 deaths. Oddly enough, both states coincidentally have the same mortality rate of 7.8%. That means in both states, 7.8% of COVID, of COVID patients are dying. Now, per New York's Department of Health site, Here are deaths by age group in New York. 65% of their COVID deaths are over the age of 75. 26% of their deaths are between the ages of 65 and 74. 8% of their deaths are between the ages of 45 and 65. And 0.08, less than a tenth of a percent, of their deaths are between the ages of 18 and 44. Now, it is worth noting that the New York Department of Health's site is not reporting a single death below the age of 17. But I think I remember a few stories of pretty young kids, just a couple dying in New York, maybe it was another state. But I don't know if that's an error that New York hasn't had a single death below the age of 17. But that's what uh, the New York Department of Health's site says. Um, It's also worth noting that per the New York Times, updated on July 15th, the state of New York actually makes up more than one-third of all COVID deaths in the United States. And of New York's deaths, nearly 20% are tied to nursing home cases. Now, let's dive into Michigan. Uh, per Michigan's Department of Health database, here are the deaths by age group in Michigan. 41% of deaths are over 80 years old. 26% are between the ages of 70 and 79. 17% of deaths are between the ages of 60 and 69. are between the ages of 40 and 59, 
a little more than 1% of deaths are between the ages of 20 and 39, uh, and then 0.009% of deaths are under the age of 19. Um, it's also worth noting that per Michigan's Department of Health database, 31% of COVID deaths in the state are tied to nursing homes. Um, one thing that I want to point out is that New York and Michigan had the bulk of their cases take place between March and June, contrary to Florida and Arizona, whose bulk of new cases started in early June and is still kind of continuing uh, at a high rate of new cases today. So if you look at the two graphs of cases in New York and Michigan versus Florida and Arizona, they're like they're like inverses. Huge spikes early for New York and Michigan, then essentially a flat line, while Florida and Arizona have been a flat line and then hit huge spikes over the past month and a half or so. Uh, now let's take a look at the red states of Florida and Arizona. Uh, Florida confirmed its first case on March 5th, and Arizona actually confirmed its first case on January 26th, which is super early. Um, as I'm recording this, Florida has had 327,000 cases with 4,804 deaths. That's a mortality rate of 1.4%. Uh, Arizona has had 139,000 cases and 2,596 deaths for a mortality rate of 1.8% for Arizona. Now, per Florida's Department of Health database, here are the deaths by age group in Florida. 36% of deaths are over 85, 28% of deaths are between 75 and 84, 21% of deaths are between 65 and 74, 9% of deaths are between 55 and 64, 4% of deaths are between 45 and 54, 2% uh, of deaths are between 35 and 44, 1% of deaths are between 25 and 34. 0.01, a tenth of a percent of deaths are between the ages of 15 and 24, and only one person has died in Florida under the age of 15. Now, it's also worth noting here that per the New York Times, nearly 48% of Florida's COVID deaths are from nursing homes. That death rate is, or that share of deaths that come from nursing homes, being 48% in Florida, is 17% higher than Michigan and 28% higher than New York. However, it would be misleading for me not to mention that Florida has the most nursing homes in the country with 1,442, and it's not even close. Uh, that's 921 more nursing home facilities than New York and 1,114 more nursing home facilities than Michigan. So although 48% of Florida's COVID deaths are from nursing homes, and Florida has substantially more nursing homes than New York and Michigan, Florida only has 73 more deaths in nursing homes than Michigan, which Michigan has 1,114 less nursing homes than Florida. And Florida has 4,339 less deaths than New York in nursing homes, which New York has 921 less nursing homes than Florida. I'll get into this shortly, but remember, New York and Michigan were sending COVID patients back into nursing homes while Florida was not. Now, per Arizona's Department of Health database, here are the deaths by age, by age group in Arizona. 73% of deaths are over 65. 14% of deaths are between 55 and 64. 7% of deaths are between 45 and 54. 6% of deaths are between 20 and 44. And 0.03% of deaths are under the age of 20. Now, I should also note that 26% of Arizona's deaths, for a total of 677 deaths, are in nursing homes. For perspective, 
Arizona has 377 nursing home facilities, relatively close to Michigan's 328 nursing home facilities, where 2,085 people died in 328 nursing homes in Michigan, just 677 people died in Arizona across 377 nursing homes in Arizona. It's also worth pointing out again that Arizona did not send COVID patients back into nursing homes as New York and Michigan did. So now let's zoom out a little bit and take a look at the data comparatively across the board. Uh, New York has more than 410,000 cases and 32,000 deaths for a mortality rate of 7.8%. Of their 32,000 deaths, a little more than 6,000 of them, around 20% of their deaths, have been in nursing homes. The state of New York has 521 nursing homes, and New York did send COVID patients back into nursing homes. Michigan has just a little more than 80,000 cases and 6,000 deaths, also for a mortality rate of 7.8%. Of their 6,000 deaths, a little more than 2,000 of them, around 31%, have been in nursing homes. The state of Michigan has 328 nursing home facilities, and Michigan did send COVID patients back into nursing homes. Florida has over 327,000 cases, 4,800 deaths, for a mortality rate of 1.4%. Of their 4,800 deaths, 2,158 of them, around 48% of their deaths, have been in nursing homes. The state of Florida has 1,441 nursing homes, and Florida did not send COVID patients back into nursing homes. Now, Arizona has a little more than 139,000 cases and 2,596 deaths for a mortality rate of 1.8%. Of their 2,596 deaths, 677 of them, around 26% of their total death count, have been in nursing homes. The state of Arizona has 377 nursing home facilities, and Arizona did not send COVID patients back into nursing homes. As it stands, New York and Michigan have mortality rates at nearly 8%. Florida and Arizona have mortality rates under 2%. If you take the number of deaths in nursing homes and you divide the number of deaths in nursing homes by total nursing homes, you can come up with an average number of deaths per nursing home. Here's how the states stack up. New York has 12.5 deaths per nursing home. Michigan has 6.3 deaths per nursing home. Florida has 1.5 deaths per nursing home. And Arizona has 1.8 deaths per nursing home. There's one more thing worth noting, and it's with regard to the Florida and Michigan comparison. Florida has 21 million residents. Michigan has about 9 million. Florida's population density is 397.2 residents per square mile, with Michigan's population density at just 176.8 residents per square mile. This means that Florida's population density, essentially a measurement of how close together people live, is twice as dense as Michigan's. Meaning, in theory, the virus should spread quite a bit easier in Florida than in Michigan. Now, Florida has had 244,000 more cases outside of nursing homes than Michigan, which Florida's population density certainly foreshadowed uh, that type of spread. Um, but the, the statistic that baffles me, that I can't find a reason or cause for yet, but it's definitely worth noting, is that Michigan has had almost 2,000 more deaths than Florida outside of nursing homes, even though Florida has had 244,000 more cases outside of nursing homes. I'm not quite sure what the cause of that is, and I can't find any data points, but um, 
a discrepancy that large is definitely worth mentioning. Um, and if any of you come up with a good reason for it, please share it with me. Um, so these are the facts. These are the facts absent of spin. Now, make of this what you will. If you'd rather skip my opinion on all this, you can. And now is probably a good time to stop listening because after this quick break, we will get into my thoughts on all of this. spin zone where you're going to get nothing but opinion if you've accidentally made it to this point you might want to leave <laughs> uh, so this is going to be strictly opinion and i want to lead off my take on all of this by ranking who has done the best job of managing covid out of these four states i think number one goes without saying well maybe it does and that's governor doug ducey of arizona i mean bravo man relatively high case flow very low very low mortality got up around 140,000 cases, um, still managed to keep mortality below 2%, low rate of death in nursing homes too. Very impressive stuff. Seriously well done. Very, very, very well done. Um, what What's even more impressive about Arizona is, you know, here in Florida, we, we, we've got beaches. It's really nice outside. The weather is really conducive to enjoying time outside. Arizona, I mean, yeah, you get nice weather, but dude, it's like 110 degrees every day right now. And so even as cases are spiking and it's 110 degrees outside and people are going to be stuck in their house and the data shows us that or tells us that being outside actually helps slow the spread and, and helps prevent you from catching COVID, people in Arizona can't really do that right now and they're stuck inside. And so for Arizona to continue to maintain a, a pretty pretty low mortality rate below 2%, that's really, really impressive. Um, second is Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, here in, here in my home state. Contrary to what mainstream media might tell you, Ron has absolutely crushed it. Florida's population density, mixed with its huge demographic of older folks who make up most of the COVID deaths, was extremely concerning. You know, the, the running joke here in Florida, and, and other people in other states might say this too, but we call Florida God's waiting room. It's almost like this is where you go to die. Uh, and so that kind of mix of everybody living very close together, like in the neighborhood I live in, we essentially have zero lot lines. And what that means is you've got houses right next to houses right next to houses, and I've got like a tiny little yard. It, it's, it's, it's almost something like in California, if you've ever been in the hills. But anyways, you have people living really close together where it's super easy to spread COVID like that. And then you have this... You have this demographic of a lot of old people with pre-existing conditions. I mean, it was, wow, it was a really, really, really bad hand that Ron DeSantis was dealt. But Ron has found a keep has found a way to keep our high-risk folks relatively safe. You know, the the reason our nursing home deaths make up such a large percentage of deaths in Florida, being forty-eight percent, it's because our non-nursing home death count is so low. As I mentioned earlier. Florida has had 244,000 more cases outside of nursing homes than Michigan. But Michigan still has 2,000 more deaths outside of nursing homes than Florida. Very, very well done by Ron DeSantis. This could have been way worse. And not only was it not way worse, it's been really freaking good. Uh, third is Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. 
Now, he's arguably been dealt the worst hand of anyone in the entire world. And I'm dead serious when I say that. With, res- with, with regard to COVID-19 response management, I don't think there was another situation on planet Earth where I can say, um, yeah, you know, that, that guy or gal probably had it worse. No, no. Andrew Cuomo has had New York City to deal with, which has always been one of the one of the world's hottest cities, uh, and has a population density of twenty six thousand four hundred and three residents per square mile. That's just absolutely stupid. Miami, for example, which is a pretty crowded city, has a population of of almost half that, uh, population density of almost half that, which is thirteen thousand five hundred and twelve residents per square mile. I mean, wow, dude. <laughs> Uh, you were basically screwed from the onset, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, it's terrible, the, the hand that he was dealt. But Cuomo managed to screw this thing up even more. Uh, and he did that by sending COVID patients back into nursing homes. Uh, dude, what are you doing? What made you think that sending COVID patients, like old people with COVID, currently in their, in their body, in their system, what made you think sending them back into nursing homes was even remotely a good idea. Especially when your nursing home staff, because your population density is so high, especially when your nursing home staff are essentially guaranteed to get COVID. You're you're not only sending high-risk COVID patients, like people actually with COVID, into a facility flooded with other high-risk people, but you've also got staff that are likely getting infected because they live in areas like New York City with such high population density. Like, this is simple deductive reasoning here. What a dumb move. He basically turned nursing homes in New York into Petri dishes for COVID-19. Now, last is Gretchen Whitmer. I get mad thinking about this one. I need to, like, rub my temples and say, Hosa, Hosa. I, I was getting even more mad researching this one. You know, I, I have friends and family that live in Michigan. I love all of you. You know that. For you all to be subject to the COVID, COVID response mismanagement to a criminal degree, as you would have or as you have been with Whitmer, that's something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. That's suffering that I would not wish on my worst enemy. I said a few episodes ago that Cuomo did the worst job in the world at managing COVID. And after reading the data here, the uh, you did the worst job in the world at managing COVID award, it undoubtedly goes to Gretchen Whitmer every single time. First and foremost, she hardly has any nursing home uh, facilities to manage. Hardly any. And you look at Michigan's population density, it's half as dense as Florida. Not only are people not living right on top of each other, for the most part in Michigan, like they are in Florida, but you have over a thousand less nursing homes in Florida or in Michigan than in Florida. So that means that not only are, not only do you have way less nursing homes, but your population density also tells us that your nursing homes are probably pretty, pretty spread out. It's not like they're right on top of each other like they are in Florida who has a very high population density and has the most nursing homes in the country. So in theory, it should be a non-issue managing these nursing homes for Gretchen Whitmer. So what does she do? 
She makes it a freaking issue. Unbelievable. Like, this is where I start to get mad. She sent COVID patients back into nursing homes, just as Cuomo did, and found herself with only 73 less deaths in nursing homes than a state with over a thousand more nursing home facilities and twice the population density in Florida. She has a little over 80,000 cases in Michigan as we're recording this and has a larger death toll than Florida across the board, which has over 327,000 cases, more than four times the caseload. And she somehow found a way to, uh, to lead Michigan to more deaths than Florida, who has four times the caseload. What an absolute moron. Not only did she screw this up so badly, but she's keeping a state of emergency intact so she can maintain her emergency powers to continue to screw this thing up. Good frickin' luck with that, friends and family. Good frickin' luck. Yikes. Also, shame on uh, Republicans in Michigan for not authoring articles of impeachment uh, of Gretchen Whitmer yet. Just like a sitting president, you can impeach a governor on the basis of high crimes, misdemeanors, neglect, incompetence, corruption. You don't need to wait for petitions to be signed. House Democrats didn't wait for a petition to be signed to, to author articles of impeachment on, of, of uh, Donald Trump. Just do it. And you have a majority control of the House as Republicans. So, you know, it, in this case, I think, you've got, I think you've got a really strong case to be made around neglect for the nursing home situation and a strong case for incompetence around the mismanagement of COVID in general. And when I say this is criminally bad mismanagement, I am dead serious. The, the stat that I still can't get over is that Florida has 244,000 more cases outside of nursing homes uh, than, than Michigan, and Michigan still has almost 2,000 more deaths in those cases outside of nursing homes, even though they've had 244,000 less cases. What the heck, dude? But here's where stuff gets really sketchy with Whitmer. Now, I'm not suggesting that she's doing any of this on purpose. I think she's just an idiot. Um, but on, on June 24th, the Michigan House passed a bill that would protect whistleblowers in communicating concerns of legal violations to state legislators, le legislatures, you know, like they would concerns over how Whitmer has mismanaged COVID. So, for example, if I worked for the, for the, for the government in the state of Michigan, and I'm just, you know, some low guy or gal in the totem pole, and I see somebody doing something really sketchy, I can file a whistleblower report or claim or whatever they call it in Michigan, and I can essentially report those, those criminal violations to my state legislature or legislators, and then they can do something about it. But some states don't have protections for those people, and those whistleblowers can actually be held criminally liable for quote-unquote leaking sensitive information, which is nonsense. It's a way for government officials to get away with whatever they want and never be told on. And so Michigan, the Michigan House, passed a bill back on June 24th, 108 to nothing, which means every Democrat in the House voted to pass this bill. Um, and this bill would have protected whistleblowers in communicating concerns of legal violations to state legislators. Legislators, However, on July 8th, about two weeks after this bill was passed, 108 to nothing in the Michigan House, Whitmer vetoed the bill. She vetoed the bill. If Whitmer were in the House, she would have been the only vote. No. The bill makes its way to her desk after being voted 108 to nothing, and she vetoed the bill. 
So now, Whitmer has essentially protected herself from whistleblowers. How anyone looks at that, looks at that move, and doesn't see corruption is, is beyond me. You're either lying or you are an idiot. Could you imagine if Donald Trump, like, imagine back when the Russian collusion investigation was going on, and let's say there, there was a federal bill in uh, the federal House and Senate, and let's say this bill was to protect whistleblowers, right, as the Russian collusion investigation was going on, and let's say not a single person voted against it, and, and it makes its way to Donald Trump's desk to sign it, and he vetoes it. Could you imagine what the press would be saying about Donald Trump in that situation? Just imagine. The Democrats would have absolutely lost their minds. Their heads would have exploded. But of course, they're nowhere to be found on this issue in Michigan. And neither are the big Gretsch stands. Where are they? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Not a peep. The next thing I want to talk about is the media's coverage of this. The one most egregious thing I've seen so far in the media's coverage of this pandemic is what happened uh, when Chris Cuomo, a host on CNN, had his brother, who is the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, on his segment on June 25th. Now, listen to what Chris Cuomo said of his brother, Andrew, who did arguably the worst job in the world next to Gretchen Whitmer. I hope you are able to appreciate what you did in your state and what it means for the rest of the country now and what it will always mean to those who love and care about you the most. I'm wowed by what you did, and more importantly, I'm wowed by how you did it. This was very hard. I know it's not over, but obviously I love you as a brother. Obviously I'll never be objective. Obviously I think you're the best politician in the country. Um, but I hope you feel good about what you did for you people because I know they appreciate it. Nothing's perfect. You'll have your critics. Thank you. But I've never seen anything like what you did. All right, that's enough of that freaking garbage fest. I mean, come on, Chris. Are you kidding me? Literally no one other than your pals at CNN are praising your brother's work. Obviously, that's one of the more extremes of the nonsense that's been in the media's coverage, and I kind of wish uh, Chris would have just left it at, I'll never be objective, would have made my day. Um, but obviously, that's that's one of the extremes, right? But honestly... You've got quite a few states that have done a really great job of managing COVID that are red states that you haven't really heard about. South Dakota has done a fantastic job. Tennessee did a great job, too. You don't hear about those states on CNN and MSNBC. And Fox News is too busy chasing the fake news on those other two channels that they don't even, they don't even talk about South Dakota and Tennessee. But there's other blue states that have been just as bad as Michigan and New York that you probably haven't even heard about. For example, in Connecticut... 82% of their deaths, 82% of their deaths in the state of Connecticut have been in nursing homes. What? In Rhode Island, 79% of their deaths have been, have been in nursing homes. I mean, good Lord. I, it, like if, if I had a loved one in a, in a nursing home, I would yank them out of there so fast it's not even funny. That's insane. In these two states, all they've been doing is following in the footsteps of who Chris Cuomo called the best politician in the country, his brother Andrew, and found themselves with astonishingly high rates of death in nursing homes. Now, uh, you probably know why we don't hear about that, and it's because it doesn't quite fit the narrative. Uh, if, you, if you heard my, my episode on the potential cover-up of COVID in China, and in, in the opinion half, I start to talk a little bit about how I think Democrats are exploiting this 
this is right in line with that. It's like, it's almost funny, right? It's it's almost humorous how bad of a job Andrew Cuomo's done, and people on the left are praising him. It's almost like a joke, honestly. It's insane. So that they, that that that's enough of this. I, I'm I'm gonna get myself all worked up, and and none of us need that. Uh, stay tuned because after this quick break, um, we're just gonna land this thing and get into my closing comments. this far thank you thank you thank you i for one am am sick and tired of the lies we're told the media every single day i'm sure you probably are too i'm also sick and tired of the blue checkmark army on twitter knowingly pushing these fake narratives as i'm sure you probably are too that's exactly why i've started this podcast and it's probably why if you're still listening you've made it this far in this episode so if you like what you've heard please please share this with your friends and family we're trying to grow a movement here I really see an opportunity for the left and right to rally around objectivity. I really do. And while you're at it, feel free to hook your boy up with a five-star review, of course. You can find me on social media, at Corey underscore Milliken on Twitter, and at Corey Milliken on Instagram. I'm always sharing a ton of great content there. I don't consider myself a must-follow, but pretty darn close. That's enough of my babbling for today's episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. Go write your Michigan legislators to remove Gretchen Whitmer. Have a great day, folks. Epstein didn't kill himself.